welcome to the Easy Yoga Podcast with myself, Gemma Nice, Easy Yoga founder, author, yoga coach, and relationship coach. It is my pleasure to have you here and for you to feel energized, calm, happy, and for you to have the perfect relationship with yourself, your partner, and your family without seeing a family therapist, changing your personality, or leaving your job. You will learn techniques and things to help you guide you through a better life through health, meditation, yoga, journaling, nutrition, and all things yoga for you to have the life you deserve and crave and for you to love yourself on a soul level. Thank you so, so much for being here today. And I am so grateful and so full of love to have you here. Enjoy this next episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode from Easy Yoga, all things relationships, well-being and yoga. And today my special guest is Zach Beach and Zach is an international yoga teacher, best-selling author, poet, love coach and founder of the Heart Center Love School and host of the Learn to Love podcast. Committed to building a world based on unconditional love and connection, Zach regularly leads retreats, workshops and transformational trainings on opening the heart and discovering our loving nature. So welcome and thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. That was a lovely read of my bio. Well done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so how did you get into yoga, really? Like where, yeah, where did it come from? And mm. anything, really. Well, like many people, I came to yoga for the physical benefits. I actually had hurt my back. I herniated a disc in my lower lumbar. Oh, wow. And I went to my physical therapist after going to the to the emergency room and I was in so much pain and my physical therapist recommended yoga. So I was like, ha, yoga. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I can, I can breathe and stretch in, in a room by myself. Thank you very much. Yeah. But as you know, it's such a gateway. It tricks you into thinking that you're going to stretch and people do go for the physical benefits to get stronger and gain more balance and flexibility. But you stay because of the mental, emotional and spiritual benefits. Yes. So before I started, I couldn't touch my toes. And now I travel the world studying and teaching this amazing practice. That's amazing. And actually, yeah, a lot mm -hmm. of men, well, there's a lot more men doing it now. But really, I suppose when you started it, when did you find it? When did you start? Mm, I guess I would have, would have been 2010. Yeah. And it's so, still, yeah. it still has a majority of women. Like I'll mm -hmm. sometimes do trainings and it'll be all women becoming yeah. yoga teachers. But yeah. I try to recruit as many men as possible. Yeah, because they need it as well. You guys need it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably more than us. <laughs> sure do. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, and yeah, what kind of yoga do you teach? Oh, all kinds. I teach everything from one side of the spectrum, restorative, to yin, to hatha, to vinyasa, to power. Yeah. And for a while, I even taught acro yoga, if you know what that oh, is. Oh, cool. yeah. Lovely balance of partner yoga, uh, time massage and partner acrobatics so there's even some youtube videos i have that's my cool. most popular one is a whole hour of partner yoga it's got like a quarter million views or something so Amazing. for those of you that have been practicing yoga with your partner this is a good that's a good video to check out 
I love doing that. And actually last week I did uh, one of the spas that I teach at. I actually taught partner yoga, but they was just like grab oh. your partner next to you, not your physical partner. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, anyone, it could be done with anyone for sure. But that's good because like when I started to teach partner yoga, there wasn't too many resources out there. A lot of like the poses I made up myself. That's cool. <laughs> so it's nice that you were able to able to do it too. Yeah, no, it was good fun. And now they want to do it every week. I'm like, okay, I'll try. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's fun. Um, That's the it thing. Is, I'm all about really connection. Fun. Yes. Yeah. And yoga is a, one, a wonderful way to get people to connect to their own bodies. It's also a wonderful way to create connection and community in the yeah. Sangha because we all get to practice together. But there isn't as much interpersonal connection. So that's why I do love to teach partner yoga or acro yoga whenever I get the chance, because it does allow strangers to connect with each other. Yeah. And sometimes that's like my ultimate goal is I might teach something called acro yoga therapeutics, which has a lot of like the juicy massage stuff. Yes. And I'm like, my goal is to get all these strangers in a big cuddle pile by the end of class. <laughs> Most of the time it, it works out. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> and did yoga fix your back absolutely yeah. oh yeah well it fixed my whole body mm. um i see the injury now as a big wake-up call if i wasn't going to be injured then something would have happened later on and i was 20 years old like walking with the back pain like i was 80 years old and i was like what in the world is happening and that's to me one of the biggest keys is that self-awareness like you learn so much about your body one of my favorite phrases I hear from yoga students is, wow, I, I stretched muscles I didn't even know I had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And because I was, there are parts of my body that were very tight and very weak. And there are other parts of my body that were more loose and strong. So when the uh, strong parts tug on the tight parts, then yeah. injuries happen. So that's one of the biggest things about yoga for me is how much it balances the body. When you look at most exercises, for example, a lot of it's very limited. It's a very limited range of motion and a very repetitive range of motion. So as you know, like runners and bikers are going to have the tightest hips yes. <laughs> and the strongest quads you've ever seen, yeah. but there's other parts of the body that get left out. So I think yoga is good for everyone uh, in order to balance all the muscle groups, balance the strength and flexibility amongst different muscle groups and joint motions. Yes. Yes. I love that. Definitely. And when you, or when someone comes to a yoga class, like when, when you first started your yoga and you're on your yoga journey, if someone listening right now is thinking about yoga, but hasn't actually done it yet, what would you kind of say to a newbie? Mm. I would definitely look for a beginner's class or even get some private lessons from a yoga teacher. I remember my very first yoga class, we were hyperventilating half the time. And I was like, what in the world is going <laughs> on? Because you don't know what you don't know. So when you see Kundalini, Hatha, Vinyasa, Iyengar, it might as well be in Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, no Chinese. None of these words have any significance. So you have to be careful. You don't just uh, show up at a class where you have no idea what's going on, where it's not really going to resonate with you and to really start with the foundations. So a lot of yoga studios do have beginners workshops or beginner series in order to really explain to you the basics. And I do teach teacher trainers and I tell them all the 
time. I'm like, we're not learning to become yoga teachers. We're learning to become human beings again. And we start with the basics, literally how to breathe, how to walk. And even when I teach Sanskrit, I'm like, okay, guys, we're going to learn our ABCs again, because I bet you don't even know how words are created in your mouth. And people are like, you're right. I don't know how words are created in my (laughs) mouth. So we learn how to speak, we learn how to breathe, we learn how to walk, we learn how to move again. And as simple and as foundational as you can get it, the better. Yes, definitely. And do you practice breath work as well? Do you teach breath work? Because I love breath work. Like you just said, it's just incredible, isn't it? It's all in you and it's all free. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know how it is over there in that side of the water, but there's, I find there's the breathwork people and the pranayama people. Yes. Um, And there's kind of a different, different schools. Like there's, there's, cause there's so many uh, different ways to do breathing. Like here there's holotropic breathwork and then there's shamanic breathwork. And then you probably know Wim Hof breathing, all that jazz. I personally don't get into that as much as though I, I see the value in all those practices. For me, I'm still a yogi, still into the pranayama, still into the Kabbalabhati and Analoma Veloma and uh, Nali and Nadi Shodana and different practices like that. Yeah, Those tend to be what I love to start out my practice with. Oh, that's amazing. And if you, when you teach like a retreat, um, how mm. does that kind of work? Have you got any coming up? in the new future um yes and no i i haven't done a retreat since that big you know oh yeah pandemic happened maybe you remember it um (laughs) (laughs) i remember i was um obviously you know part of yoga is non-attachment but i remember i had an amazing retreat in costa rica planned and then i had plane tickets to brazil where i was going to travel to peru to teach and then all that went up in Yep. up into the clouds <laughs> you just have and to i haven't yet there. done in-person <laughs> retreats but i am still doing 200 hour teacher immersions so three week oh. uh yoga teacher trainings with uh, my yoga school that i work with called the school yoga institute so even this summer we'll be doing one in peru and then one in mexico but i i do want to start retreats for sure starting probably next year yeah but yeah uh, you know, like I tell yoga teachers, like we're our own business. If you put a thousand dollar deposit down and you lose it because of what X, Y, a volcano erupts, like that's your money. That's burrito money. So <laughs> <laughs> that really is true. And if someone came to you like in a class and has a back issue or tight hamstrings, what would you kind of say to work on? Would you say work on the whole body or would you say work on that specific area? Well, if someone came to like a public class where there's 20 other people in the room and they say they have a certain issue, I'll give them some information about how they might modify the class for that particular issue. And of course, tell them to listen to their body. But there's two aspects uh, to like dealing with injury. And one is, and you've probably found this too, at the beginning of class, we're told to ask anybody if there's, if they have injuries. And I found two things. One, most people don't want to tell a full room what injuries they have. Two, they usually know what injury they have and um, what they might do to change it. But also, I've learned everyone has injuries. We live in this life (laughs) and things happen to us. And it's easy to look at, you know, an athlete on on the court 
or an elite gymnast and think that their bodies must be perfect. But I talk to these people and they're like, absolutely not. I have this shoulder thing and I have to make sure I don't do this to aggravate it. Or my, I get tendonitis in this area of my body. So I have to make sure to do this. I sit acupuncture, body work, different things like that in order to also maintain my body. So I do think even injuries or quote unquote bad things are really wonderful opportunities to learn about yourself. Like I had a student even like broke one of their toes and I was like, wonderful. You get to explore (laughs) all the ways to do yoga without being on this toe. Like you're going to learn so many (laughs) modifications, so many different poses to kind of explore. And that's, that's the key is like you, you learn about your body and how you can modify the practice to best fit your bodies and all it's lovely particularities yes definitely like this morning i was teaching uh vinyasa and i was everyone was in downward dog so i'm looking at everybody upside down but it's amazing (laughs) how how many people like i'm not one to say get your heels down because that's not what you're aiming for but so many people have different modifications and it's amazing i think there were 16 Mm. in the class and everybody is different and then i'm saying adjust this or do this and do this and do this and everyone's just adjusting literally like slightly (laughs) and then you're like wow actually yeah and then someone laughed because i think um they slightly slid when they adjusted themselves (laughs) Hmm. um but yeah it is really interesting how everybody is different like every physical body is different and you go to a Hmm. yoga class thinking that you should be bendy, you should be tall, blonde, stick thin, whatever. And it's like, no, anyone can do it. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Comparison is a real thief of joy. I sometimes call it. It's easy to look at somebody else's body who probably just has a different bone structure that allows them to go into a different position. And what we're really looking to cultivate are internal states of love, compassion, kindness, understanding. So there's not there, it does look very outwardly physical, but fundamentally it's, it's an inward practice. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And have you over the years, as you've been doing it, been, you came to it for fitness, but then you've added more spirituality to it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, That's a gateway. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because I was the same. I was like, right, I'm going to get into it for fitness. And actually I found it as a lifestyle change and it really is oh, it's yeah. so different it's a way of life it's a way of uh, seeing the world it's a way to find meaning in our life and for me it's like a thing i get to do every day to open my heart to clear the mind yeah. and to get in touch with something larger yes Definitely. And if someone was new to yoga and then they think, right, okay, well, I need to do an hour a day. Is that right? Or what would you say start off with? Um, what's the phrase? Start where you are, use what you can do. Oh, I'm going to forget it. I know I'll that one. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> Do But do what you can. If you have 10 minutes in the morning to do a YouTube video of yoga, um, you do that. If you can go to a class, do that. If Again, if you're really absolutely brand new, I do think it helps just to get a, a teacher to work privately who can just uh, really help you uh, work on whatever you, you specifically need to work on and provide you with a solid foundation. 
But the one thing I will say is I do remember having a conversation with a physical therapist and I asked her, how do most people end up in your office with an injury? Yeah. And she said, too fast, too soon. Yes, that's true. And I also see this all the time. You know, people make their New Year's resolution and they oh. haven't like worked out in years. And they're like, I'm going to go do yoga every morning and go to the gym and my lunch hour and go running in the evening. And I'm going to lose 50 pounds and blah, 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 blah. And <laughs> I think it really... Uh, ambitious yes and usually yeah. usually what happens is they overdo it they get they injure themselves and then they're out for a number of months so whatever wherever you are start gradually and that doesn't even necessarily mean time like 10 minutes today and 15 minutes tomorrow because there are very gentle forms of yoga there's yeah. restorative yoga which you just get pampered for an hour and do like <laughs> <Yeah>. three positions <laughs> there's, I love that. there's yeah, exactly. There's slow flow, there's yin. So there are very gentle forms of yoga. There's breathing for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> putting your legs up the wall and putting one hand on the belly for 30 minutes. So you can do, you can do two hours, two hours a day as long as you're listening to your body and being very mindful about slowly increasing the intensity. Yes, definitely. And a lot of people come to come to me and you probably see it as well with, I don't know, like a certain thing like, yes, I want to lose this amount by this time. Or I don't know, I want to achieve a headstand in six months. And you're like, uh, okay, <laughs> but <laughs> yes, it's doable, but it's not doable because it's the whole mindset. It's the whole building up. You can't just go into a headstand. But I look at the kids and they're just chucking themselves around. And I think as adults, we have that fear of falling forwards or hurting ourselves, which then again, if we're falling, we're then tensing, which then makes it worse. So I don't know, it is really difficult to tell someone, yes, you can, but no, you can't in a way. <laughs> well, I do think coming into the present moment is really important. Goals can be useful. I'll say we don't need to throw them out the window necessarily, yeah. but we tend to be so goal oriented, so future oriented. So something is wrong with me or this moment right now, but in the future, it will be better. And that removes us from, from the moment. So usually when people do say they have certain goals, I usually ask, well, if you were to get that goal, attain that goal, how would you feel? Or what would that offer you? And a lot of times it's things that we value, like self-acceptance. Like I would look in the mirror and I would love the person that I'm looking at. Yeah. And that's where the importance of intention comes in. And I think any time, as many times a day as, as, as we can remind ourselves to be here right now and to think about what our intention is, because a follow-up question to like, what is your intention is, can you bring that into this space right now? Yeah. Like if your intention is self-acceptance or self-love can you bring this right now into into your heart and then they realize actually i kind of can i don't need to attain this this and this so in meditation we call it the if only mind where if only such and such were to occur then i would be happy and we have apply to so many things in our life, right? We say, oh, if only I made more money at my job, if only my boss wasn't such a jerk, if only my partner really understood me, then 
<laughs> then yep. life would be so good. Yeah. <laughs> and in yoga, a lot of it is physical. If only I could sit, uh, sit, stand, stand on my head. Am I sitting on my head or standing on my head? I don't know. <laughs> if only I could. <laughs> if only I could be on my head, upside down handstand if only my ankle went behind my head if only i look like those people in the instagram search yeah. function when i type in yoga <laughs> then i would be a good yoga then i would be happy so that is part of our practice is looking at our thoughts examining them seeing if they're serving us or simply creating suffering in our life and learning to watch those thoughts without getting so caught up in them yeah. And that, again, is the practice. We're learning how to speak and we're learning how to think in a yeah. way that serves our happiness. Yes, definitely. Now we are going to go to a short break. See you the other side. Welcome to Inside Timer, the number one free app for sleep, anxiety, and stress with more than 100,000 guided meditations led by the best teachers from Great Britain and around the world. I am a teacher on this platform and it is amazing for sleep, anxiety, everything really. So come on over and check it out. It's a free app and it has over 20 million meditators on there. I have over 25 meditations for you to choose from, as well as the goddess academy of light course you will learn so much on this course and you have made the right decision to be here and be part of this amazing self-taught academy journey this is a self-taught 14-day course that you can take at your own pace everything if it is getting too much for you you are struggling with your relationships you're struggling with life this is one course that you need in your life you will learn how to meditate and journal so you have a clearer headspace to come at your relationship you will learn how to use eft tapping method for you to feel completely stress-free. You will use breath work. You will know how to sleep better, have self-care and nutrition. You will learn yoga techniques, movement, exercise for you to be able to move through challenging times within your relationship and for you to be able to survive whatever it is that life and your relationship throws at you. You will also learn how to communicate with your partner better. And there are so many more different techniques and tools for you to have the best relationship with your partner and yourself. So come on over onto the Insight Timer meditation app. It is free to download. Just search it wherever you download your apps from and I will see you there. And with meditation, would you say if someone new was to meditation and they say, oh, I can't do that. I can't sit there for five minutes. I don't have five minutes. <laughs> what would you say? <laughs> Welcome yes. to the club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I, I do think one of the biggest myths about meditation is that it's supposed to be relaxing. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of meditation apps and videos and music out there that is designed to be a very relaxing experience. But that to me is not meditation. Meditation is meeting your mental patterns and conditioning head on. Mm -hmm. having the courage to face those things and to look at those obstacles that are preventing you from being loving and happy in this moment and letting go, not necessarily uh, pushing away, yeah. <laughs> but letting go of those obstacles to allow a natural loving presence to breathe through, through you. And if you have trouble sitting and watching your breath for five minutes, welcome to the club. <laughs> we all do. That's the important first step yeah. is 
we're this is how we're conditioned by our society we're told we have to go somewhere do something attain something gain a certain level of material wealth and comfort in order to be at peace in the world and for many people starting out absolutely sitting for five minutes is one of the most challenging and excruciating activities <laughs> and that's the point <laughs> so one of my favorite yoga concepts is tapas as you know we which is not a small plate of delicious Spanish food. But in yoga, <laughs> tapas is a lovely word that means discipline, which is the discipline we need to sit for long periods of time or stay in plank pose for a long period of time. But it also means fire. And it is usually described as a metaphor for removing impurities uh, from the mind, from the body, in order to have a pure heart, pure heart and a loving mind. And that's what we need. We need that gumption, that discipline, that determination uh, to sit, even when our mind says, check your email, uh, you're not doing anything, you should be sweeping the floor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we watch those, those are the impurities bubbling up and we burn through them. And that's what we need in order to find peace. Yes. And I think when in meditation as well, you can, if you do it, enough and figure out where there's pain in your body and why is there pain in your body ask ask your body but a lot of people don't like to come into their bodies but i think generally meditation does that anyway same same with yoga you have to listen to your body mm -hmm. oh absolutely one of the biggest things i find from yoga practitioners and even teaching yoga teachers is wow this is the first time i ever realized i had a body <laughs> it's like how is this possible well we most people go about their lives living from shoulders up like lost in thought we, we live in a very cognitive centric world that really does diminishes the role of the heart the role of our intuition and especially the role of our bodies so we are learning to be human beings again we are learning to feel into our bodies and it's absolutely true that we aren't trained to deal with discomfort at least very much. And we live in a, in a world that has done a really great job at avoiding even the slightest hint of discomfort. Yeah. You feel that boredom just creeping up. You're like, oh, no boredom. And you pull out your phone and you're like, ah, oh, avoided that disaster. <laughs> and then if, you're, if you're hungry, you can get something to eat. If you're thirsty, you can get a glass of water. Like any slightest hint of discomfort, we, can, we immediately get rid of it. And that is something yoga teaches us to do, meditation teaches us to do, to actually sit with the discomfort, to see if it has anything to look, to teach us, to see if we have anything to learn from it. And also, the more we are able to sit with our own discomfort, the more we are able to sit with other people's discomfort without needing to change them, without needing to fix them, which to me is one of the most foundational aspects of love. Yeah. Definitely. And what are two takeaway points from today's conversation? Now I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> that I want people to have. <laughs> well, yeah. it's interesting because I could be interpreted. It, I could interpret it two ways. One, I could say, remember when I said this, don't forget it. But I'm going to take it a different way. I'm just going to say, if you want to take one thing away from this conversation, which is something, which is my message to the world, it is that love is the reason we are here. We are social beings. We need social belonging. We need to be seen, recognized, and understood for just as we are. So I encourage any listener 
to bring more love into their lives, to cultivate a loving heart that overflows to everyone it is that they meet. If you want to find meaning, love. If you want to find happiness, love. That's the reason that we are here on this planet. And second thing, look at the first thing. <laughs> I love that, yes. <laughs> And where can we find you? What's your website or your social media channels? Yeah, my name is Zach Beach. Beach, just like you walk on a beach. So you can go to ZachBeach.com and I can be found on social media at Zach Beach Love. Perfect. Oh, thank you. Thank you for coming on. It's been really good fun. Thank you, Jim. I love your, you're so happy and bubbly energy. <laughs> just, I'm resonating with it and I feel good right now. You're like, it's my morning right now. So you're like a cup of coffee and I appreciate it. That's all right. Thank you. Oh, so as always, I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode. So please leave a comment or tag me on social media using at Yogi Gemma. I'm always so grateful to hear your thoughts. And thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode. I will be back next week with another one, another fun episode for you guys to listen to. And also please leave a review on iTunes or like and subscribe to this podcast because it really means the world to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And I will see you very soon. Music